Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Hey, I want to personally invite you to our first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's a conference at the Outcomes Rocket and the IU Center for Health Innovation and Implementation Sciences has teamed up on. We're going to put together silo-crushing practices just like we do here on the podcast, except it's going to be live. With inspiring keynotes and panelists to set the tone, we're conducting a meeting where you could be part of drafting the blueprint for the future of healthcare. That's right. You could be a founding member of this group of talented industry and practitioner leaders. Join me and 200 other inspiring health leaders for the first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's an event that you're not going to want to miss. And since there's only 200 tickets available, you're going to want to act soon. So how do you learn more? Just go to outcomesrocket.health/conference. For more details on how to attend, that's outcomesrocket.health/conference, and you'll be able to get all the info that you need on this amazing healthcare thinkathon. That's outcomesrocket.health/conference. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. I really thank you again for tuning in, and I welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health/reviews, where you could rate and review today's podcast. Because my guest today is a distinguished healthcare investor and entrepreneur. His name is David Klein. David is a healthcare investor and entrepreneur with over 16 years life science industry experience. He's played key roles in founding, financing, and operating more than 10 life science companies. In 2012, Mr. Klein co-founded Click Therapeutics, which develops and commercializes software as medical treatments, also known as digital therapeutics, a name that they coined there at their company. Following a groundbreaking clinical trial, Click's industry-leading smoke cessation program is available nationwide through a variety of payers, providers, and employers. Click's lead prescription program is entering into a multi-center randomized control parallel group phase three FDA registration trial for the treatment of major depressive disorder in adults. He formerly served as managing director at Opus Point Partners, senior consultant to Pfizer, and strategic advisor to numerous publicly traded and privately held life science companies. I'm so excited to have him on the podcast today and can't wait for him to expand on that introduction. David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Saul, and thanks for having me. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty comprehensive intro. I'm the co-founder and CEO of a company called Click Therapeutics. And my background really is in uh, life science, specifically biotech investing and actually operating companies. And I uh, co-founded Click Therapeutics to about actually almost six years ago to focus on developing and commercializing software as medical treatment. Fantastic. And it's interesting that you are going in that direction because more and more today, we're looking at technology and other options other than medications to prescribe to alleviate issues. So I'm excited to dive into some of your thoughts there, David. But first, I'd love to hear why you decided to get into the healthcare sector to begin with. Sure. That's a great question. Um, I think I kind of fell into the healthcare sector, at least after college to, to some degree. You know, I can focus a bit on why I decided to get into healthcare technology, which might be a more interesting answer. Sure. Really, in a 2012, I was at a, a biotech hedge fund. I'd been there for years and was working with a fellow who at the time was the head of clinical neuropsychiatry at Cornell. And we saw a lot of money 
really going out of pharma in the CNS space. I think that the feeling was that the endpoints and the studies were were very hard to hit, obviously, uh, you know, for the most part, subjective. It's not like, let's say, shrinking a tumor or, or something of that nature. And at the same time, we saw this real, real rise in mobile phones and the kind of increasing prevalence of mobile phones and really seemed like it was a, a, a movement to some degree that was sweeping over the country. And we saw that mobile phones were actually changing people's behavior. So it was very noticeable that the mobile phone was changing people's behavior. And we thought, well, wow, what if we can use the phone as a vehicle to drive clinical outcomes? And in 2012, we founded Click Therapeutics based on that premise and actually created a term called digital therapeutics, which has since then been a been popularized um, to, I think, other, other people's credit, which is great. No, it really has been popularized from treatments of ADHD to, I mean, just it's amazing what's, what's happening under the space. Digital therapeutics, pretty cool that you guys came up with that. Didn't know where it originated. Now we do. Yeah. No, we originated that term in 2012, really based on the fact that software can drive kind of drug-like clinical outcomes or or really work in conjunction with pharmacotherapies to make for a more effective treatment. So within digital therapeutics, David, what would you say is a hot topic that needs to be on every leader's agenda in healthcare today? Sure. So within the field of, of digital therapeutics, I think there's a, there's a number of hot topics. I'd say commercialization is one very hot topic. So best practices in commercialization and the different routes to take there's, um, you know, obviously in theory, you could commercialize an app, even direct to consumer if you wanted, or, or there's more of a, call it business to business, kind of managed care for companies actually targeting employers and the healthcare insurance companies. And then there's the more, I'd say, somewhat traditional route, you know, call it a pharmacotherapy business model of actually garnering FDA clearance for the programs and commercializing really direct to physicians who will ultimately prescribe the apps to patients. So I think that's a that's a really hot topic and you know which products to go which route on and and which business business angle I guess ultimately will will prevail or or maybe all three will. Yeah, that's interesting that you bring that up David because a lot of people um, getting into this space building companies oftentimes run into some big problems with commercializing their technology. What advice would you give to the people listening that are building companies to really tackle this hot topic? Sure, so advice that I would give uh, companies is really to, you know, I'd say to be open-minded, I'd say. And I think that people really need to serious, to approach this space in the seriousness that any, you know, new therapeutic deserves. So really focus on robust and meaningful clinical validation and really proving that these programs work very similar to like maybe a small biotech would prove that their new compounds work. But then at the same time, I, I think that there really has to be a healthy balance and technology and user experience and data science and engagement really need to be respected as well. So I think really understanding the balance between call it neuroscience and data science and engagement science is a very important ingredient to succeeding in this space. And, and really getting that balance right, 
I think is key and it does require really a respect for, for all the fields involved. That's a really great takeaway. And so as you guys work to build your companies, can you give us an example of a company or, or something that you guys have done to get results and improve outcomes? Sure. So our first program, and as I, as I noted, there's a number of different business models in the space. Our first program is actually a program that's being marketed to employers and managed care companies, albeit our follow-on programs are, we are seeking FDA clearance for. But our first program is Clickatine, and it was designed really as a smoking cessation program. Clickatine, I like that. Yeah, Clickatine for smoking cessation. And it's a, it's a fully digital program. Actually, we're on our six peer-reviewed publication, ran a 416-person clinical study. And at the six-month mark, 35.3%, so it's 147 of the participants had achieved 30 days sustained abstinence. So that's an ITT analysis of about a 35% quit rate. I think potentially even, even more importantly really is our engagement, which our engagement numbers. And we average about two app opens per user per day over the eight week core treatment period. So two app opens per user per day. And that's really, those are numbers that have carried over really into our commercial population. So we're very excited about the levels of engagement that we're seeing and are continuing to see and, and really actually working very hard to optimize. In terms of um, creative results, as of Q2 actually, uh, Clickatine will be implemented in really as a result of our partnership with Magellan Health. For the most part, Clickatine will be implemented in, in 20 employers, will be in seven different payers and covering 7.1 million lives and counting. We're actually in- nice. Very, very meaningful RFPs. Uh, very nice. Actually, multiples of that, hopefully, by the end of this year or early next year. So That's uh, outstanding, David. Congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. We're, we're super excited about it as well. You know, and smoking is one of those things that definitely deserves to be looked at under wellness programs. And I think it's great that you took the model of companies, you know, and, and employer benefits to offer this type of service. Yeah, no, we think that that's great too. It, it seemed like the logical business route to take for a program like this. I will say our next program, CT152, which will hopefully be the first ever FDA cleared program for the treatment of depression. We've now actually been through two uh, randomized controlled trials and shown a, a almost 50% reduction in HAMD, so clinician rated depression symptoms against a sham control group in both studies, which showed between 20 and 25% reduction. So we're extremely excited about our uh, depression program. And we actually, the program has also been through a objective fMRI study, and that really resulted in data, which also supports our hypothesis that the program has a neuroplastic effect. So two positive randomized controlled trials and a biomarker, and we're super excited about that program, I'd say, the ultimately, albeit direct to business is great. It's a very viable avenue where things like smoking cessation, which businesses purchase already. But ultimately, if somebody has, whether it's high cholesterol or if they have insomnia or depression, it's really the physician that people go to their doctors for help for these things. They don't really seek out help from, let's say, their HR departments. So I'm a firm believer that the direct-to-physician and prescription model holds a great deal of promise. 
That's pretty neat and and exciting too, but also a demonstration of of your commitment, David, to this. You know, you're you're in the long game, right? When you decide to get into a an FDA approved device, you're automatically in the long game, right? You're committed to making sure that this thing gets approved and that it, it gets addressed and utilized as a medical device. And it's interesting that you've decided to take the prescription model on this one and your logic is totally, totally on. Listeners, what I want you to think about and observe is is how thoughtful David is in the way that he approaches these businesses. When you stop and think about how you're going to have the biggest impact, you really have to be thoughtful about your approach because if you're not, then all your efforts could really suffer and really the people that could benefit from your technology won't. So we got to get our act together as it relates to this. And so let's make sure we, we learn from David in his way of doing things. Really appreciate you sharing those things, David. What would you say today is something that happened, a mistake, a setback that caused some pain? And what did you learn from that? Sure. So in terms of, you know, mistakes or failures, um, look, we've made plenty of mistakes and, you know, I personally have made mistakes and and I've had failures. uh, So no stranger to that. I think that the key is really to learn from those mistakes. And, you know, I think that in general, I'm somebody that can accept when I'm wrong or I've made a mistake and can really try to learn from it. I'd say our mistakes in general or things we haven't been terribly successful at are probably misjudged timelines in the healthcare industry. So uh, when we first started the company in 2012, we thought that the industry would move much quicker. So when we created this term digital therapeutics, we thought it was very natural and that people would get it right away. And, And we thought it would take off much, much quicker than it did. And I think, you know, largely due to other companies who started using the term a couple of years later and really have made uh, giant strides and progress for the industry, largely due to many other companies have really helped the space gain acceptance. So I think that timelines in really understanding the timelines in healthcare has been you know, somewhat of a failure. We did think that the space would gain acceptance and traction much quicker. I'd say that you know, just in general, we've, uh, we're, we're kind of, for the most part, ex-biotech people, uh, clinical trialists and invest and, uh, investors and, and operators. And we've probably been, have had too little of a focus on things like public relations and have not made great efforts towards PR or kind of things of that nature that I think we're, could have done a better job on. And then I'd say in the beginning, something we learned very quickly was um, really to rely kind of too heavy or too too heavily, I'd say, on clinicians for designing the app. So in 2012, when we were first created, it was really the kind of core of our program, if not the whole program, was really designed by our co-founded by a neurologist and then also a clinical neuropsychiatrist. And without really taking into consideration uh, user experience and data science and engagement. And for example, when you when you first opened the, the call it beta version of Clickitine five years ago, it asked you to answer 40 questions and then answer them on a, on a Likert scale from one to seven. It's a lot so, of questions. Yeah, it's a lot of questions. <laughs> we're still learning on that front, really. Um, you know, how to get better and better at engaging patients. 
I think is key, but learning that there has to be a balance in the products of best practices from all fields, not just neuroscience. Yeah, that's such great shares, David, and really appreciate you sharing them with regard to not being able to commercialize or socialize this digital therapeutics. The whole timeline thing in healthcare is tough. So definitely leveraging those around you and uh, just kind of almost being as close as you can to the pulse of what's being accepted, how it's being accepted to help you better understand. And, and just kind of like when you're doing construction on a house, you always have to put in a little fudge factor there for 15, 20% extra time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah, at the very least. And so you guys have come a long way. You've pivoted from the lessons learned. What would you say today? We've talked about a lot of things and, and the innovative things you guys are up to. What's an exciting project that you're working on and why? In terms of an exciting project, we are actually in the process right now of planning and hopefully starting or initiating a multi-center randomized controlled parallel group FDA registration study to gain clearance for our depression program for to actually treat depression. So I think that that's a very, very exciting project that we're working on. I, I'd almost, it, it's tough to liken it just to a project because it's such a core focus of what we're doing. So I'd say that that's, that's one very, very exciting and kind of core project that we're working on is planning and preparing to begin a relatively large randomized controlled trial. Yeah, that's really great, man. And congratulations on that. You know, I was speaking with a physician entrepreneur and, you know, one of the things that she brought up to me was even within the medical student and practitioner communities, depression is a big problem. And so I think what you guys are doing with this technology, not only are you going to be able to help patients, but also physician patients that are struggling and need help. And so I think there's that quadruple aim that you're doing there by, by being able to help the people that provide the care. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that in many different therapeutic areas, depression included, we're really talking about a win for everyone. There's a need for new products in these, in these areas. And there's, there's really this you know, very significant unmet need. I mean, in, in depression alone, you've got two thirds or more of patients would prefer a non-pharmacological intervention for depression. So there really is a significant need. And even in spaces that you wouldn't really think too much about when it comes to digital therapeutics, but in cardio, for example, what's the so kind of areas where medications are sorely needed and there are some very very good medications for but if someone has a heart attack there's terrific medications out there for them now but really what's the number one thing that a that a patient could do to prevent having another heart attack and that's really in changing their behavior so there really is a huge opportunity for our programs and and other companies programs to help a great deal of people and i think that this space in general, we're talking about really a win-win-win situation where the patients win by having access to more effective and efficient treatments. And whether it's pharma companies or payers win by whether it's increasing profits or decreasing healthcare spend. And physicians win by having healthier patients and, and being able to prescribe apps, whether it's in conjunction with drugs or in lieu of drugs that are effective treatments. So I think 
unlike many other revolutions in technology, this is one that really doesn't have a lot of kind of victims in the business world. It's, it's really a win all around. I think that's a great point, David. And for the listeners that want to get involved, where should they reach out? How should they reach out to get involved? Yeah, anyone can reach Click Therapeutics really at any time by just emailing info at clicktherapeutics.com. So anyone who, whether somebody has a technology that they might be looking to commercialize, a healthcare technology or kind of a business opportunity, or whether it's a payer or employer that wants to launch Clickatine to their population, or even if it's research scientists who want to work on some of our studies, we're pretty open to people getting and and really becoming involved with the company. And that's info at Click Therapeutics? Exactly, dot com. Fantastic. Listeners, there you have it. And that's what the Outcomes Rocket's all about, right? Just bringing down those silos. We call it silo crushing here. And so David has just walked us through all the amazing things he and his team are up to. Why reinvent the wheel? right? Why reinvent the wheel? Reach out to David and see how you guys could collaborate. Info at clicktherapeutics.com is is the best way to reach them. And David, really appreciate you walking us through this stuff. Now here, we're close to the end. Let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine. It's the 101 of David Klein. And so I've got a lightning round, quick four questions for you, followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Sure. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? I think even ahead of, and I'll focus on my area of it, which is uh, digital therapeutics, but even, even ahead of really clinical science would be engaging the patient. I think that that's one thing many, many people and companies overlook are, you know, we've got this great way to help people. We're going to put it in an app and it's going to help everyone. And people have to understand the average app gets opened one or two times and then is never opened again. And there really needs to be a focus on engaging the patient and really an understanding how to get people to use your programs. I think that if I was going to, you know, let's say teach a course on a, you know, as you put it, 101 course, it would be, there has to be a focus on engagement and a good product can't help anybody if nobody's using it. And what would be the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? I think that, you know, I can back up into that a bit, but really ignoring engagement and design science and user experience. And, you know, I can, again, it's, it's kind of a repetitive answer to some degree, but I would say really ignoring that is certainly a, a kind of detrimental pitfall. And on top of that, ignoring validating your program. It's not really good enough to just base a program on on evidence. You've really got to run robust and meaningful uh, clinical trials, very similar to like uh, really to pharmacotherapy studies. I think people can kind of learn from these types of studies and mimic them to some degree when it comes to uh, healthcare technology. And there's a reason why pharma and biotech companies run clinical trials. And I think that that's a pretty significant pitfall to just think you can develop a great technology and that it can help people without actually going out and proving it. So how do you stay relevant as an organization despite all the change? So I'd say you've got to be able to change with it. And, you know, I think we stay relevant by being nimble. It's really critical that companies in our space are nimble and really are capable of pivoting 
I think that it's, I would say that staying relevant as an organization is really at the forefront of what we're doing and really getting better and better and better at what we're doing, protecting what we're doing in the forms of, of intellectual property and trade secrets, I, I think is critical. So just never, never stopping and, and really striving to get better and better, I hope will, will keep us relevant and I think has kept us relevant so far. Awesome. And, and finally, what's one area of focus that should drive everything in a health organization? Ultimately, helping people really is the, should be the, the driving force in healthcare. And that's, Click does it through the creation of engaging and efficacious clinically validated uh, technology. We, we start from there and then kind of build around it. But I think that remaining and, and, and kind of keeping the patient at the center and creating patient-centric technologies is really at least what drives us and I believe should be a you know, very, very important factor in every healthcare technology. What's best for the patient and how do you really create patient-centric technology, I think is absolutely critical. And ultimately, that's a formula that'll, that'll really win for everybody. So. That's great. What book would you recommend on the syllabus? That's a good question. I can tell you the last book I read and liked is kind of off topic. So it's not really on the syllabus. It's a book called Red Notice. And, uh, you know, very, very interesting story for kind of people who need a break from healthcare, I guess. About It's good to get a break. Yeah, it's called Red Notice. And it's by uh, Bill Browder. Again, a, a very, very interesting story uh, about one of the first Western investors in Russia. So I'd certainly recommend that book. Huh. Fascinating. So there you have it, listeners, an interesting off-the-beaten-path book, some great information here on the syllabus that we've constructed for you. Don't worry about writing anything down. You could find it all on outcomesrocket.health slash click, as in click therapeutics. And you'll be able to find our transcript as well as David's bio and everything that we discussed here David, this has been a ton of fun. If you can, just leave the listeners with a closing thought and then the best place where they could get a hold of you or follow you. You know, closing thought is, look, I, I think we're, we're really nearing a revolution in healthcare where apps in the very near future, so not five or 10 years, but in the coming months or a year or two, will be prescribed by physician in conjunction or in lieu of pharmacotherapy. So we'll be prescribed by physicians. And I think that's extremely exciting. And if there's one thing I'd love to leave with the listeners here is to really understand that that revolution is happening. Apps will be prescribed by physicians. There will be reimbursement from payers. And it'll be a, I think, disruptive but welcome uh, force in healthcare. So patients who go to the physician with whether it's insomnia or depression or some sort of heart disease, I think that people are going to start having non-pharmacological interventions prescribed in lieu or in conjunction with pharmacotherapies. And I think that's very exciting. I note that to your listeners that the time is coming in the very near future where you might go to your physician and they might offer to prescribe an app. And I think that that's terrific and exciting. In terms of following Click Therapeutics or, or getting in touch with us, anyone can always, I guess, visit our website at clicktherapeutics.com or email info at Click Therapeutics or even follow us on Twitter. I, I believe it's at ClickThera on Twitter. So at ClickThera on Twitter. And I think we post most of our 
kind of more more public updates on on there so someone can follow what's there if they like. Wonderful. David, this has been a blast and a really innovative discussion. So listeners, take David's advice and start planning about how you're going to fit digital therapeutics into your practice, into your business. And David, I can't tell you how much we thank you for your perspective and your insights and looking forward to staying in touch, my friend. Great. Well, thanks again for having me and uh, feel free to reach out for anything you need. Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. If you want the show notes, inspiration, transcripts, and everything that we talked about on this episode, just go to outcomesrocket.health. And again, don't forget to check out the amazing Healthcare Thinkathon, where you can get together to form the blueprint for the future of healthcare. You can find more information on that and how to get involved in our theme, which is implementation is innovation. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash conference. That's outcomesrocket.health slash conference. Be one of the 200 that will participate. Looking forward to seeing you there.